0: Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey.
1: Hello and welcome. That's right. This is Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, and you are listening to Transformational Energy Leadership coming to you from the heartland of America. So during the show, I encourage you over commercial breaks, go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com where you can learn more about me and my business offerings. And I really welcome emails and, and communication with all of you. And you can email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. And, of course, you can find me here on this platform. That's voiceamerica.com. Under the Empowerment Channel. And yes, I'm on social media. That's LinkedIn and Facebook. I have to tell you, today is an extension of a conversation that I had with my guest. His name is John Bloomberg. And it was about a year ago, in fact, I think it was almost to the date, that John and I talked about this topic called integrity. And John, Since then, he's been very busy. He's published another book, and it's called Return on Integrity, colon, the individual's journey to the one essential thing. And it talks about challenges that individuals have about really and literally digging deep into finding core values. And my question for all of you on the show is, what are your core values? Do you really know what they are? And how does integrity really fit into everything and so john is going to answer this question for all of us and and i'm hoping also some some of you will call in and let's talk about this so john thank you and welcome i'm so glad to have you back on transformational energy leadership
2: thanks matt so good to be with you today
1: well i'm i'm glad to have you here and you know we have, in and, and, and thinking and, and talking and getting ready for the show, we just have a lot to talk about. So I want to get right into it, and I want to tell all the listeners out there, what we're going to do is I've I fashioned the show to mirror how John's book is written, and there are three different sections. And so for the first segment of today's show, we're going to focus on what's called the dilemma and what makes this whole thing about integrity and core values so hard. So here we go. John, the first question I have for you. Simply put are or or is what exactly our core values
2: yeah it's a good question, Matt, because I think um, one of the greatest dilemmas is that we actually think we understand it more than I think we actually do, and I I think if we could understand it a bit deeper, we would see the potential that lies uh, within our core values. In other words, they they have so much substance, so much more potential than I think we give, it, uh, give them credit for. And I, I think the way I would frame out that question is that, Core values are a state of being, and this is a question that I've pondered really over the last uh, the last decade. Uh, is what are they, and how do how are they different than other things? And I would say that as we maybe go through our discussion today, that will uh, um, evolve, uh, and maybe it's a way uh, to show you rather than tell you. But there are a couple of characteristics that. Have really hit me that seem fairly consistent, and that is that with core values being a state of being, that they set a trajectory, that, that when you're in that state of being, it sets a trajectory into a positive motion and a positive experience. Um, I would also say this, and this came along when I was writing the leadership version of Return on Integrity, is that values don't divide. And we can talk about some other things that do divide, um, but values, don't divide, they synthesize. And therefore, I would think of them more as transformational, which is a word you dearly understand, rather mm-hmm. than being transactional. And I think as we continue in our discussion today, I can I can show you why some of that might be the case.
1: Mm-hmm. It, and I, as I said to you, when I picked up your book, I, it really got me thinking hard really about well, we're going to talk in a moment about drift and all of that, but I really paused and thought to myself, okay, what are my core values? And I think when – and you've done this a lot with leaders and, and workshops and, and sessions and coaching and things that when you ask someone "What are, what are your values, well, you know, there are different words that come up, but – I th- but really what you're getting to is this it's this trajectory of positive motion moving forward and it's not transactional and that's i think that's a key word there that you you just highlighted and and what i like about your work is embedded in all of this and i don't even think embedded i think in your book what do you say is the thread that connects all your values is this concept or, or this thing called integrity so talk more about that how does integrity fit into all of this
2: yeah. In fact, when I uh, used the title for the book, I was trying to redefine ROI. In other words, what's the first thing we think about when we think of ROI? And most, of course, think of return on investment. And I was trying to redefine that. And that's where return on integrity uh, came from. And I actually had one person, uh, when I was in the middle of writing the manuscript, said, well, John, why if you're writing a book on uh, really the uh, Values. Why would you just put one of one of the values on the front of the book? And I said, well, actually, integrity is not a core value, which is a bit ironic because if if you look at the list that people put together, often it's on the list, um, and there are certainly credible institutions that will give that as an option, uh, and organizations uh, many have it on the list, and I think that's fine, uh, but. I look at it and say that integrity itself is not a core value. It's the fabric of every value. And if Mm -hmm. we kind of go back even, gosh, maybe back even in the 1980s, Warren Bennis tried to differentiate because a lot of people think that integrity equals honesty. And I think that it does, but it's just, it's not just that. And Warren Bennis framed out integrity as the wizard. In other words, you do what you say you will do. And I think that's true. But if you really think about that for a second, doesn't Isn't that what gives richness to your values, if they have integrity? In other words, I do what they inform me um, to actually do, but they're the state of being that Gives you, um gives you that. So I look at integrity as being whole and entire and undiminished. In other words, if you really think about that, Matt, it's all integrated. And that mm-hmm. speaks not only to how our values are integrated into us, but also how they're integrated into each other. In other words, their systemic impact on each other, as I think of my core values, as a collective whole.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's it, it, yeah, it makes so much sense, and when you mention Warren Bennis too, of course, for all of our listeners out there, when you think about leadership and the integrity of leadership inquiry, he is the guy i mean there's there's many scholars out there, but Warren really knows how to put words together that makes so much sense and and you yeah. the whole concept of integr integrity what you're talking about is bigger what is it the 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 sum the is what is it the the wizard well, yeah. No.
2: Yeah, and and I would say that uh, I've always... Called Warren Ben is kind of the grandfather of leadership books. That he was one of the front runners of really trying to bring leadership uh, to the marketplace. And I find that it's interesting that he specifically talked about integrity uh, from the beginning. Um, and Matt, you know, from reading the book, that I I developed this uh, very sophisticated tool to determine whether you know it or not. Because I think most people assume that they do know what they are until asked the question. But more importantly, given this sophisticated tool. Uh, called a blank sheet of paper right it's uh uh okay so you know what they are so so go ahead and list them and that's the wake-up call i'm and i've done that with so many people and it's um it's not to challenge them it's to invite them to stumble over the truth of do we really know what they are because i know what awaits when they discover that and then how integrity you know is served when we do
1: Mm-hmm. And I did that sophisticated tool that you're talking about, paper, pen, and, and do the diagram. And, and it's, it's a healthy exercise. So, you know, and, in, in your book, in the very beginning, and it's such a good, uh, you know, attention getter, it, it, when you talk about the drift. And it's a concept that you talk about. And when I read it, and I found myself thinking a lot about it because I'm, I'm, I was like, hmm, am I drifting right now or, or, or what am I doing? So let's talk about that, the drift. What do you mean?
2: Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, I actually first introduced that quote in in a, a book that I did probably, oh gosh, probably eight, nine years ago called Good to the Core. And I literally remember when I was sitting in a Starbucks uh, writing that. Uh, it was just another paragraph in the book, but it has been the go-to. Um, and I should have seen that from my own life, but the, but the quote was simply uh, that we don't go running away from our values. We go drifting away, and one day we wake up in a place that we never meant to be, drifting in a direction we never would have chosen and I think the reason that we resonate with it because we've all experienced it and we continue to experience it and and so it really is this concept that most people would not violate their values by jumping off a cliff but they certainly would by going down a slow slope and and so I think it's that you know some have called it the slippery slope uh, in some ways um, but it's it's where we, where we really slowly but surely, incrementally justify where we are uh, in the next step because of where we've, where we've moved to. In fact, I like to say that good intentions plus pressure without core values Equals a drift. In other mm-hmm. words, and, and think about the world we live in today, Matt, where there's so much pressure on people, the speed at which we move, um, that we're all so vulnerable to the drift. And, and the drift itself um, <clears throat> is not a bad thing in the sense that if we know what our values are and we know that we're drifting, think of how we learn about our values as we pull ourselves back.
1: hmm Repeat that, that equation again. You said good intentions plus.
2: Yeah, good intentions plus pressure mm-hmm. without core values equals drift. Mm-hmm. So in other words, I could have the best intentions. I could be really passionate about something, um, and I really could be coming at it, but now add pressure, either pressure to succeed, pressure to perform. Um, and I really aren't, you know, I'm not grounded. Uh, there, I was speaking down at the University of Alabama, and a woman came up at the end of the keynote. We've been talking about values and drift. and And she simply looked at me, and she says, you know, it kind of dawns on me. How do you know if you ever left, if you didn't know where you started from to begin with? (laughs) And what she said there was gold, because if we really don't know what those values are, then how do we know that we left? And that's Mm -hmm. where we can have the best of intentions, but add, you know, sprinkle in a little pressure with absolutely no value foundation. Um, And and we're just bound to drift. We're going to drift even if we know what they are. We're just going to see it quicker uh, when Mm. we do,
1: what a, Yeah, like you said, what a what a golden question to ask. So, all listeners out there, get some paper and a pen or a pencil. You have some work to do. John.
2: And I would hope you, go, every, all the listeners would enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> I always say that it's a invitation, not a condemnation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And your and your website. You have some great tools. And why don't you go ahead and share your website so people can start pulling that up.
2: Yeah. yeah, so um, I would suggest if you go to um if you if you go to Blumberg R O Y B L U M B E R G R O I dot com forward slash um the big drift. And on there, you'll see some tools that we use in the book. And um, I'm just going out there right now, Matt, on my uh, screen here just to make sure I'm, uh, I've got that right. Um, but there is a list there of of um, when I've given people the blank sheet of paper exercise uh, over a period of two years, different levels of within organizations, different industries, and asked them to write down what they perceive their values to be. And, and there's certainly a mixture of behaviors, wants, needs, and values. but um, then I, with their permission, asked to collect that. So there's about 750 words. And what I would caution is that you don't go and use that and avoid the blank sheet of paper. The blank sheet of paper is the most critical wake-up call and gift to reality and truth. And then use the tool. And I always say, don't be green. Print it out, about five pages, and engage with it. Circle words, star words, let words remind you of other words. Uh, but it can be a great uh, tool to be able to, you know, really drive your your um, your thinking and your creativity uh, along the way of that. And again, it's it's just at bloombergroi.com forward slash the big dig, and you'll see tools there for digging.
1: Mm-hmm well worth the the exercise for everyone listening. And especially when we think we know what our core values are, when we have to really stop and, and really think about what they are, that's the dilemma that you're really addressing here. You know, before we go to break, I have to ask you, because we're all so enamored with the social media period, It's we all have to deal with it. We, we're bombarded with so many messages. And so I want to ask you, and you address this a bit in the book, with the world moving so fast like this, Talk about social media and core values.
2: Yeah, and social media does a lot of good things for us, but it also can challenge us in a lot of ways, and I think we have certainly see that played out in a lot of arenas. But one of the great dilemmas of social media is it draws us to the surface. Uh, It's so soundbite, it's so um, surface, and sometimes so uh, much of an illusion. And what can happen to us, I think, is we begin to fall into the trap of being seduced by that, um, certainly in the lives of others but in our own life as well, is that we begin to live on the surface and our values are not there. And, and so I think that it creates a great metaphor and a reality and a tool that actually is contrary to what we're trying to do here, and that is to be able to dig deep into our core to discover the very essence of, of we are, those states of being that we started uh, at the top of, the, of, of this section.
1: We're at commercial break already. Time is flying by, John. I'm telling you. (laughs) So here's what I'm going to do. For for all the listeners out there over the commercial break, go to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com. Also, go to John Bloomberg's website. And what we're going to do is take a two-minute break, and we'll see you on the other side. Stay tuned.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment
2: do you have audacious faith for your business we help you learn more about stepping out on faith to brand your business and yourself in today's crowded competitive
3: marketplace is your marketing plan in order how do you set yourself apart Audacious Faith for Your Business with host Don Jordan-Jones will teach you the methods that can make yourself and others aware of who you are. Audacious Faith for Your Business
2: is broadcast live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in and see your hard
0: work
1: pay off. It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glynise Show with Glenice Hughes. Glynise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every
0: part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way
1: that Glynise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glynise Show.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com Now, back to this week's show.
1: And we're back. So today, everyone, I'm joined by my colleague John Bloomberg he's the author of the book Return on Integrity colon the individual's journey to the one essential thing and every segment or the segments we're we're mirroring how his book is structured so we just finished wrapping up the dilemma that John talked a lot about really what are core values integrity and, and drift and what does all that mean this section we're going to Look at and talk about the portion called discovery, really finding your core. And this is where the work really begins. So, John, I'm, I'm going to jump right to it. You know, the title of your book has this phrase, the individual's journey to the one essential thing. So here we go. This is where, you know, you're going to hit on what it means and make it very clear the work that needs to be done by all of us to really distinguish between behaviors, wants, needs. In core values, so take it away.
2: Yeah. So uh, you know, earlier we were talking about that core values or a state of being. And I think it helps us understand what values are when we begin to understand what they're not. And I would suggest that they're not behaviors, they're not wants, they're not needs. And and if we begin to see that and begin to differentiate between those, it makes us it makes it more clear for us to really get to naming core values. And so I think of a behavior as something that's very action oriented um, and it's put into action and very specific situations. So for instance, I would say that listening is a behavior, although you will see that on some people's core value list, but it's a behavior whereas respect might be um, a core value. And think about that. If if the behavior of listening is being driven by the core value of respect, it's very different than just a listening behavior on its own. And so, again, they all of these are important. Uh, but I would say that it's something that a behavior is something that you go to in any given moment in time. And, of course, a want is a desire. It's, it's for something or someone or somewhere. And we can have wonderful wants. Um, but the question is, is it fueled by a value, or is it just a, a want that stands on its own that could drift to a very selfish, um, uh, you know, desire for something, someone or somewhere. And then I would say that then the tricky one, this is the hardest one is needs are a deeply found they're so deeply foundational in nature, so much so that they often feel like or get mistaken for core value and, and, and so um, that's the hardest part is that in fact you can test me on this go to um, organizations or maybe to our own list of core values and most often what you will see is a list of really, really good behaviors. Um, But they're not really values. And so the thing to remember is all of them are important, but the question is which direction do they go in? And I would suggest the optimal is when we know our values, they will define really... Credible needs and wonderful wants, and our behaviors will be informed in a way that becomes a lot more, a lot more valuable. And this is the part I think, Matt, that if we can get this, um, all of it begins to work together. But. I would say that we're obsessed with behaviors, and it's what we see, it's the immediate result, Um, but again, it's a bit of the surface. And again, don't get me wrong, behaviors are really, really important, but they're more valuable when they're fueled by those states of being that we talked about earlier.
1: Mm -hmm. What exactly is the motivation and the driving force behind being a good listener? that's it's such a great example of what you're what you're talking about and i was also thinking about our earlier conversation in that transactional piece that's the difference between being transformational versus being transactional if i got that right
2: that's exactly right that that's precisely the difference of of the two and remember both are good uh, i think the trap we can fall in is somebody would say well so are we saying behaviors are not that important no they're really important in fact values defined without being plugged into behaviors is really a philosophy it's just a it's a it's a concept but when they get plugged in and they fuel behaviors then we see those behaviors come alive
1: Mm, and that's when you're you're getting to your core of who you truly are. You, you know, and I, and let's let's color this even deeper now and let's look at you know when you're talking about behaviors, wants, needs and and all those elements, then we also have opinions and beliefs that get mixed in all those. Why are those such powerful forces, opinions and beliefs?
2: Yeah, in fact, this that's a, that's a good question, Matt, because we really, uh, yes, we can get behaviors confused with values, uh, but we can really get opinions and beliefs, things that we just hold on to. They're deep attachments, and there's lots of reason for them, and it doesn't mean the opinions or beliefs are bad or good, um, but what it does mean is that they generally are reflections of wants and needs, not of values, and so... If when they're And this is where, remember when I said that needs are so foundational that they can be confused with core values? Well, if we have opinions and beliefs that are not grounded and informed and fueled by, a, um, by core values, those opinions and beliefs, can they can repel people, right, in the way that we mm-hmm. go at them, and we can feel very justified in that. And oftentimes, in delivering those opinions and beliefs, we are often violating Uh, values that we either know about or we don't know about, and that's a tricky one, and that's something in this process that it takes a little while to let go of to see that, you know what, my opinions and beliefs really are not my values, Um, and what I would suggest is when you see your values and go back to those opinions and beliefs, you might see some different opinions and beliefs, or you might find a more beautiful way um, and a more caring way and a more empathic way uh, to bring those opinions and beliefs uh, to others. And I think in our, in our country today, we could certainly see how, no matter what your opinion and beliefs are, we're, we're really having a hard time having conversations with people that have different ones than we do. And values, I think, would bridge that gap.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the work that's required of all of us to to dig deep, really. You know, you've, you have a quote. I have to share it with the listeners out there. If you haven't read his book yet, you need to. But there's a quote, and I think, you know, what I appreciate about this most recent book that you write is you use metaphor for many different things. And metaphor is such a great way to help us Visualize contextualize if you will the concepts that you're sharing and there's this one where you say beliefs and behaviors are like drywall and the paint covers it and our values are like the two by fours that hold them in place and I thought, wow that's so vivid John so yeah it's yeah.
2: Yeah, I think uh, and we see this a lot in organizations, but we see it a lot in the mirror as well. And I'll sign up for <laughs> the one looking in the mirror is that, um, yeah, we want to make the drywall and put a nice painting on it so it looks good. But think about that. if If there are no two by fours, Uh, or those two two by fours are decaying that are the anchor for that wall, Um, it's all for naught. It's only a matter of time, uh, you know, a hard wind, (laughs) uh, then Mm -hmm. it begins to Mm -hmm. fall over. But think about that for a second. At the beginning, though, it looks substantial. It looks good. And it can be, you know, a great illusion. And oftentimes, I think in organizations, um, we do culture that way. We do culture by doing drywall rather than really setting up those two by fours. And I, I think individually and collectively, we really need to disrupt how we think about culture and how we think about, you know, digging that well to our core values.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then, John, the question is, what is the right question and what should we be asking ourselves about our values?
2: Yeah, and I think the trap we fall into, and it, it, I don't know why, but this tends to be the default go-to when we're talking about this. People say, okay, so what do I value? And it's the wrong question, because what do I value gets you to more needs, wants, opinions, and beliefs, because we do value those. The question is, what are my values? which is a very different question than what do I value. Now, the truth is we will hopefully value our values, uh, but if you start with what do I value, um, you end up uh, most often, almost always, uh, with uh, behaviors, wants, needs, opinions, and beliefs, and that's a trap because they feel comfortable. It's what we know best, and so we have to be careful about that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So I think a really nice way to end this segment and just to remind everyone we're talking about the discovery phase that's the second portion of your book and a great way to close I think this segment is to know that in your search for core values you won't find them they will find you and you would say that you say that many times in your book
2: Yeah yeah and uh, I I know that I, I usually pause between the two sentences because I, I say in, in your, your, your your deep search for core values, you won't find them. And people are like, well, what the heck? Why, why bother then? And this takes a little bit of a leap of uh, belief uh, that um, if you if you really work on this, and I would say incorporate a good bit of silence, which is really critical in this process, uh, what you'll find is they start showing up for you in many different ways, and that's why it's a process, you won't discover them overnight, you discover them over time, and it's the journey itself that's incredibly valuable.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, John, we're, we're nearing a commercial break. And so um, when we return, we're going to talk about that third section of your book, and that's called Destiny. So we've already done what's a dilemma. Now we've done Discovery. We're going to explore this Destiny piece. And, and we'll for all the listeners out there, come on back. We have more to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll see you here in a couple of minutes.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
3: Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that, and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking, the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: The White House doctor makes house calls.
2: It's your world. Motivate.
0: Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to m. woolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com.
1: Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. And you know, today, my guest, John Bloomberg, and I have been exploring this world of core values and integrity. Leaders and organizations espouse the values. They all talk about it. We all talk about them. But do we really know what our values are. For all of you listening, do you know what your core values are? So while listening to John, it's fair to say this requires a lot of work and I encourage you get his book. So, you know, John, this segment, and, and we talked about this earlier, each segment's mirroring the three sections of your book. We've talked about dilemma. We've talked about discovery. And now we're getting into this section called destiny. And destiny is really about gaining traction. And like you said even earlier, that momentum moving forward to ultimately get sustainability. And so the question is, what can we do to achieve destiny?
2: Yeah. And I think, uh, Part of that, uh, we talked a little bit about metaphor earlier, and so maybe I'll I'll, I'll go to that idea that um, uh, last uh, summer I began walking. There's a prairie very near uh, to our home here in in, uh, Naperville, Illinois, and I can get to it in about eight minutes from my house. And I I began walking for about an hour and a half, uh, five out of seven days a week, and and it's the same path, right? And and as I you know walked it in June and walked. It in July, I mean, it's it's a a, a prairie path, so it's just grasses, and you know, it can be you know pretty mundane. I mean, you can uh, it's pretty you know samey. But then when I got to August, um, all this prairie grass began to uh, to bloom, and I had gotten so used to walking the path um, that I really knew how to walk the path. It's uh, I just did a lot of looking around, and it was amazing what I began to notice, what I began to see when it wasn't about walking. It was about noticing. And I think in so many ways when it comes to this destiny, it's one thing to to list your values. It's another to get to know them. In fact, when I first started this, when I said, because I knew most people didn't know what their core values were. I mean, that the blank sheet of paper proved that out over and over. And so when I said, get to know your values, I literally meant, do you, can you know them? Can, can you even list them? And what I discovered is that's the first 1.0. And what we have mm-hmm. to do is as we live them, that's where we really get to know as we walk the prairie path, as we, we begin to notice how they come alive, how they bloom um, in very, very different kind of ways. And in and of that uh, in and of itself, the noticing helps us see the value which keeps us walking and so part of it is starting to walk the path and really um, understanding that this truly is a journey it's why we use the word in the title of the book the journey the individual's journey to the one essential thing it is a journey and you've got to walk but as you walk just trust that you will notice things that you have never seen before when looking through the eyes of your values mm.
1: so what you're at what you're saying is we need to put ourselves on notice each and every day yeah be amazing. i mean
2: it's uh, it is a daily thing to um, uh, to come back to it. And really think about this for a second. And I know, Matt, and all your work, uh, you see a lot of organizations where they do a good job of, of naming values. Oftentimes, granted, they're not really values. They're really incredible, wonderful behaviors. Um, but um, you have to ask the question, how much a, how much do they pay attention to them? How much do they notice them? And I don't mean mm-hmm. as an organization. That's an easy way to throw the accountability onto somebody else, but I'm talking about each and every person in the organization. And so I think there's a process of, um, I would say in some ways, um, nothing holds you more accountable than your values. Uh, there's no measurement that will hold you, whether it's organizational values or personal values. And so there is a sense of accountability, But I, I, and I realize we can see that in a harsh kind of way, and I, I really in all of my work say, this is not about compliance. In fact, we have we are so over complied <laughs> that. Uh, right. In fact, yeah. <laughs> I would say the more compliance you have, uh, it's a great indication on the other end of a continuum where integrity is on the other end of knowing our values, and so we do have to put ourselves on notice to um, uh, to every single day understand not only what our values are but how they're in play.
1: Mm hmm. mm -hmm. Yes. And you went into the area of accountability. And when I was, you know, got to that section in the book, and I thought, okay, accountability does, it seems a bit rigid, you know, we're all held accountable to metrics to how we perform. And oh, yeah, there's this values thing. But you really cast it into a different way of thinking. And I really appreciate, uh, you know, when, when you're talking about accountability, it's not about being rigid. It's, it's more than that. So,
2: oh, it's so much I've, more. Yeah, it's about being fluid uh, in that accountability. Uh, but you also bring you bring up a good point too on there's so many metrics and measurements, right? And and. I know in the leader version of return on integrity, I actually call that out as a dilemma. And I don't want to be misquoted as saying (laughs) measurements and metrics are a bad thing. They're a wonderful thing. The problem is we measure so deeply and so consistently. The question becomes, are those metrics accountable to the values of the organization? And sometimes they actually... Uh, and often unintentionally uh, will cause us to violate values because we're trying to nail the metric and there's so much emphasis on the metric and not as much um, on the value and that's also true in our own individualized we got a goal or we got a dream that we're going after right and and the question is is the how that we're getting there accountable um, to our core values and so yeah I'd like to think of accountability as a friend um, not as uh, another
1: form of compliance. Mm-hmm. And it certainly has me thinking and viewing it differently. You know, I, I want to make sure we address you have this really excellent tool. You have it is called the daily practice, and it's called the PM dash or or forward slash AM examination. So, tell us why you have the PM before the AM. Well, actually talk about it, and why PM before the AM? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and and it can go either direction. It's kind of a both and, I guess. But I set it up intentionally with the PM AM with the idea that at the end of every day, and this is going to sound oversimplistic, and it's going to sound really tactical, but it's so important to the traction and momentum and the uh, sustainability. And so that the PM means exactly PM as we think about time on a clock, is that every night, uh, once you have your list of values, and this is how you really get to know them, is you sit on your edge of your bed, um, that you look across the videotape of the day that you just lived, and, and ask yourself the question, where uh, today did I see a value show up and celebrate that? And I'm I'm very intentional about starting with what's right. Um, Celebrate where your values came alive, where they really brought value. And then go back across that same videotape and look at where in a meeting, in a conversation, in a challenge, in a, in a dilemma, um, did, would a value if you'd only intentionally thought about it in the moment? It would have it would have made a difference. And then go back across the videotape and look of the day, and say where did I actually violate a value today? And and specifically in those last two categories, uh, don't do that to beat yourself up. Um, do it so that we can learn. We're all going to drift a little bit, and so do that as an anchor to learn um, and. Actually, a lot of people have asked me, how many core values should you have? And I don't have an answer to that question, but I am absolutely certain about this. If we cannot remember them, we cannot live them. So this is literally sitting on the side of your bed. And, and this is a three-minute exercise. It's not a long thing, but that's how we get to know them. Now, the AM is, is just looking at your day ahead and saying, okay, where can I plug in my values? Or, if you're in an organization, take the responsibility, regardless of your perception of how much the people in the organization are living the values, Um, and even if they're good behaviors, but if they're the stated values, how can I bring those alive today? in a meeting, in a conversation, uh, in a way that's very intentional, that are also fueled by the, my own personal values. And, and if you do that every day, um, I think you'll be amazed at what you begin, and go back to what we talked about earlier, you'll begin to be amazed at what you notice, but you'll certainly know your values at a much deeper level, a deeper relationship with what you've named to be a value.
1: And in this destiny phase, everything you're talking about, and, and, you know, the research shows and it, the, the leaders who are truly transformational understand and appreciate and embrace the fact that you have to stop and reflect and you have to stop all the noise around you and have those those deep conversations. And I really appreciate what you're talking about. If you were to video record and look at yourself, what a powerful thing. John, here we are. We're at our final commercial break. And when we come back, you are on to help us bring things together and and. Put, put things into light in terms of what can we take from this conversation and make them real in our lives here in just a few moments. So for everyone out there, stay tuned. We will be back here in just a few minutes.
0: Follow us on Twitter at
2: VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: Tune in to the James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment.
3: Time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready
1: to soar. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment.
0: Change your world. Change your
3: life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's
1: show. Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad to have you here. And If you've been listening today, we've been talking all about core values and And hopefully you're starting to scratch your head and think, what really are my values? My guest, John Bloomberg, has really taken us through a three-part journey. In the first section, we talked about the dilemma and what makes all of this so hard. Then we went into the discovery, and that was really a lot about – the work in terms of finding your core. And this last section we just did was destiny. And that's the specific ideas and recommendations to gain that traction. And as John talked about, how do we keep moving forward in that positive direction and have sustainability? So John, I'm putting the pressure on you now. You need to boil all this down and tell us <laughs> what are the three, let's say three key things that we need to take from our conversation today. Yeah. I think the
2: first thing when it comes to, To a dilemma, Matt, is one of the risks we can have is look out in the world and say, wow, it's moving so fast, there's so much pressure. Um, And we can make all kinds of excuses. And when we make excuses, um, it actually is our, our quickest way to write off our responsibility for us because for us, it, it doesn't require anything of us. So regardless of what is going on in your life, there's nothing more important uh, to get through the dilemma than get your blank sheet of paper. And I would encourage you again to uh, go through that. Just, just, again, let it flow out of you. Whatever comes to mind, don't worry about if it's a behavior, want, need, or value. Just get some things out. Then again, I'd, you know, um, I think a great tool is what we have on the website at at, at blumbergroi.com forward slash the big dig. Uh, That could be a great tool to help you there. I think the second thing in discovery um, I guess patience and grace uh, this is like digging a 100 foot water well and you need to do a little bit put it aside do a little bit more put it aside and then eventually get maybe 30 days from now get to a version 1.0 and then start living it a bit and continuing to uh, refine it as you go along and you'll be amazed 12 months from now how connected you are to a core that is really fueling needs wants and behaviors and a Allowing opinions and beliefs to come alive in a beautiful way. And so I would say um, give yourself grace and patience and know that when you're digging the 100-foot well, when you're at 50 feet, you're still looking at dirt, and that's okay. That's a, that's the case of normal. Uh, but just keep going. And I would think, Matt, on destiny. Uh, you know, we talked about the PMAM exercise, and that's critical. It's a daily connection. Uh, but I would also say don't do this alone. Uh, In the book, I talk about drift catchers, you know, that uh, oftentimes what we want is for people to get our drift, right? We're talking to somebody and, you know, they're not quite understanding what we're saying. And you say, do you get my drift? Well, in this case, (laughs) we need people to catch our drift and bring us back. And so I would say in this category, find people who love you enough to tell you the truth, and you love them enough to accept the truth when they tell you what you don't want to hear. You give them your list of values and say if you ever see me drifting please call me out um, because I want to know and uh you know, I, I was talking to an eighth-grade class, and there was a uh, a boy's, which is just terrifying. And uh, I I was doing it as a favor to a friend, and this little eighth-grader said, John, do you think other people see you drift um, before you do? And that was just brilliant for anyone, yes. much less for an eighth-grader. <laughs> and uh, and I, I said, I, I think you know the answer to the question. He smiled, I think I do. Uh, and I think that's true for all of us. Others can see us drifting oftentimes before we know it ourselves.
1: Oh, and kids, children, young ones, they just have such a way of bringing reality back to the situation and the equation. <laughs> do you think people is so is yeah, Isn't that great? Well, I, I'm going to take these away. You will get that, that blank sheet of paper out. Everyone, give yourself some grace and start developing that version 1.0, and don't do it alone. Have others help you catch your drift. Thank you, John, so much. And before we go, I just want to put a promo out for his book. It's called Return on Integrity, colon the individual's journey to the one essential thing and as john and i have been talking this is something every single person can resonate with you don't have to have the title of leader it's something for everybody and once you start doing the work as john said and you start you get going that momentum it just won't stop because you're headed in a positive direction john one final question for you what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you
2: yeah, I'll probably go into my website, um, which is just, again, um, Blumberg ROI, dot com, and there's a contact form there. Love to hear from you, love your thoughts, uh, and uh, would hope you'd uh, join us on the blog as well. Uh, there's lots of uh, great thoughts around this that gets expanded beyond the book, so that would probably be the best way. And, Matt, such a joy to be with you
1: today. Oh, thank you. And I, what I love about the topic and the work that you're doing, John, is it's something that reminds us all to, to keep, keep digging, keep digging to the core and figuring out what, what do we espouse to What do we want our lives to be? And, and is everything in alignment with that? So thank you so much today. And, and, uh, you know, one final thing, I just want to ask you, John, before we go off the air, what are you doing? What do you do? What are you reading? What's, what's um, on your list right now to, to continue to develop yourself?
2: Yeah, so I try to do a wide range wide range of reading, and I'm really trying to think about um, how the mind works. And so I've been, uh, I love the work of Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, I just actually read uh, Daniel Coyle's uh, The Culture Code, uh, but I um, not too long ago read Michael Lewis's, I think it's called The Un- doing project or um but it's michael lewis gosh i'm drawing a blank on the name right now but it was fascinating on how the mind works that came from uh two professors that had taught um over in jerusalem that was just uh, just a brilliant book so i've really been thinking a lot about how does the mind work um because that's part of how you get through that to get to your core
1: Yes, and is a hot topic. Uh, How does the mind work? Okay, I've got to let you go, John. I'm so glad you came here and shared this time with all of us today. And for all the listeners out there, if you have a topic, if you have a someone that you think would be great to have on the show, let me know. Go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com. Contact me. Get on social media, what have you. It's always great to have your input. And so, until next time, all of you out there, harness your energy, that positive energy that you have, create transformation. And we'll talk with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for
0: listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.